Hey everybody, this is your host, LaVie. Welcome to Thrift Therapy, the podcast all about thrift life. Recycling, collecting, DIYing, all the ups and downs, ins and outs of thrifting. So glad you joined me for this thrift adventure. Hey thrifters, it's LaVie. Welcome back to Thrift Therapy. I have some thrifting chit-chat for you and a guest today. Genesee from MissViciousDesign.com is stopping by and she's going to tell us a lot of things about being a maximalist and a collector. You know I'm a maximalist and I'm a collector, so I figured we would have a lot to talk about, and we did. So stay tuned for that. That's coming at you in about 15 minutes after the commercial break. You know, our commercials support this show along with the Patreon subscribers. So be sure and support our supporters. Also, I want to welcome a new Patreon subscriber. Thank you, Jamie, for signing up. I look forward to sending you some goodies in the mail. You can sign up and get a thrift bag in the mail from yours truly. I have five levels for you on Patreon. 10, 20, 30, 40, $50 bags available. You get as many thrifted items as the $10 increments would indicate. So for a $10 bag, you get one thrifted item. For a $50 bag, you get five thrifted items. And you know I'm always throwing something a little extra in there. Be sure and visit patreon.com backslash therapy so you can sign up and support the show. Any support's appreciated. Maybe like throwing money at the show isn't your thing. Perhaps you could take the time to write a review over on iTunes because that stuff really helps the show out and is always appreciated. In fact, I'm going to read you uh, the latest review because it really made me smile. I felt so good. And so I want to share it with you. Thank you, Liza Beast. Here's what Liza Beast had to say. So funny and fun. I first started to follow LaVie on Instagram, so I'm late to the podcast party, but this is the most fun I've had listening to a podcast. LaVie is extremely entertaining and such an inspiration not only on this podcast, but I love now discovering her on other social media platforms. Her guests are also a lot of wonderful, creative people. Some I have already been following and discovering some very cool new people. I'm also watching old thrift therapy YouTube videos to get a visual glimpse of her unique style and thrift hauls. Thank you, Libby. XO. Oh, I mean, I know she said a lot of nice things about me, but honestly, I needed to hear it because... This quarantine shit is rough, y'all. I don't even feel like an awesome person. Even when I do things that I think are fun, like a podcast or doing work, I go home or I stay home. Let's be honest, I'm staying home a lot. And um, I just feel shitty, like many of you, I'm sure. You know, the Liza Beast would take a second to brighten my day and lift me up. Just really felt so, so nice. Because doing creative work like this is really hard right now. I mean, I'm speaking for myself, of course, but I imagine that there are a lot of other creative people out there who are really feeling the pinch. I just really appreciate any love you want to send my way. Ah, oh, some other love I recently got that's really exciting is I had someone sign up for the Ambassador Program. Many of you may not know this, but when I started doing the Patreon thrift bags, I also started an Ambassador Program so that you can sign up and get a free thrift bag. And how you do that, you just go to the website, that thrifttherapypod.com thing, 
and you just look for the ambassador form and you can fill it out and then you can email it to me at thrifttherapypod at gmail.com and you'll just be put in a queue and then, you know, when your turn comes up, I will send you a thrift bag. It's pretty simple. Really doesn't, uh, it really doesn't obligate you to do anything except for promote the thrift bag. So that means tell people about it online in some way. You can make a thrift haul video. You can share it on your socials. You can take pictures of you and your friends trying on the things. It doesn't really matter. Just spread the word. Help get the show out there and spread the thrift. The thrift is so fun and you know, like I was mentioning, we all need a little fun right now. Oh, have you guys been thrifting during all of this? I mean, it's kind of scary. I, I, things were going a little bit better here in Texas, but everybody got real excited and just started having parties and shit. And now we're like back in the clutches of COVID. And so I did get some thrifting done during that two or three week period. But to be honest, like that's all I really did because everywhere else is kind of crowded. But thrift stores were pretty empty. I don't know if I'll keep doing that. It's gotten a little scarier again. I might quarantine again. I'm So I'm curious to find out, you know, if you guys are thrifting or not right now with the second wave of COVID. Send me a message. Tell me how you're doing. Let me know how you're thrifting. Speaking of thrifting, something I've been doing is online thrifting, which honestly I don't talk enough about on the show, I think. I need to, along with getting more black thrifters on the show, which I've already committed to, and I have some people queued up for summer interviews, I really do need to talk about online thrifting, especially in this online world we're in. What am I even doing? So Genesee and I talk a little bit about online thrifting, but one of the things I've been doing during quarantine is shopping like on eBay and Poshmark more and even Etsy, which I still haven't gotten my package from Etsy that I ordered like maybe six weeks ago. What's up, Etsy? Um, I always have that trouble with that platform. The shipping is horrible, but they do have some really great sellers on there. On eBay, which is, you guys know, that's my favorite platform because I'm really good at that one. I can find deals on eBay that other people can't seem to find. I don't know why, but I guess it was the first one for me. It's the first one I can remember to first sort of online auction site. And I'm just really good at it. So it's my go-to when I'm up late or I'm stressing about something and I just need a little thrift therapy. I'll hop on eBay. Current obsessions, current collections. Let me tell you what they are. Vintage hats. So what I do is I'll search like, vintage hat lot, vintage millinery lot by itself, or two words together, or I misspell vintage and put a G in the wrong place, like a typo. This is a good eBay trick, you guys, because people post things and they put typos in it. And so what I'm looking for are hats or hat accoutrements that nobody else has found for like a dollar. And I got some. I got some really cute stuff. So that's been fun. I think I'm nearing the end of that collecting spree right now because I have a drawer full of hats and nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. That's true. So my latest obsession is collecting vintage jewelry like cloisonne rings and pendants and earrings. And I have gotten some really cute shit. I'm not maxed out on that yet. They're a little bit harder to find. So far, my favorite one I found is this really cool unicorn pendant. It's so it's it's a kind of rectangular pendant with a purple unicorn on it and the sort of cloisonne style, right? 
which is kind of like a mini mosaic, but like hand painted. And um, I it's my favorite. It was like $7, I think. And then I got a stack of rings that I've been obsessed with. It's like one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, seven rings. I get three different purchases. That, that's my new favorite hand jewelry are those stackable cloisonne rings. And all of those ended up costing somewhere around 30 or 40 bucks. So different vendors, different lots, but um, I've gotten a few pendants. Bracelets are kind of hard to come by and they're usually pretty pricey. So I'm still trying to round out my collection with that. I got a couple cute belt buckles too. So I'm getting there. And then the obsessions are all jewelry related now. I don't know what happened, but that's been what I've been fixated on of, of late. And that has extended itself to these vintage scarab pieces. I don't know how many of you know what they are, but they're these uh, types of oval beads that have scarabs carved into them. And they're like Egyptian revival pieces. I'm using air quotes right now. Egyptian revival pieces from like the 80s. And I don't know why, but I just fell in love with them all over again. And I've been collecting them. And I have a necklace, like four bracelets three brooches. I've gotten some lots. Let me tell you, searching for lots is really good. So I'll type something like scarab revival or Egyptian revival bracelet or scarab lot, something like that, right? And, you know, maybe misspell scarab a couple different ways and see what I can find that's been mislisted. Some of the lots I've gotten for a really good price. Some I've paid up a little bit for. Like the necklace I got was like $20. I think that was the most expensive one. I've been obsessing about that. Last one, and this one I did max out on it. I think I'm done with this one, is uh, smoky quartz or like a, a smoky topaz jewelry. When I was in high school, when I graduated from high school, my mom took me to this little resale shop that I really loved in our small town, and she let me pick out a couple pieces. And one was this puffy rice band looking watch, and the other two pieces were rings. One was a smoky topaz giant square, like a cocktail ring that was like a big rectangle. It was huge, and I loved that thing. And then the other one was an amethyst ring. All of those got stolen in my 20s from my house along with my Gucci watches and my Chanel brooches that I had bought with my own money from my crappy little job. I shouldn't have been buying that shit, but I did. You know how it is. You're young and dumb. So all that got stolen from me, but I have obsessed through the years about that Topaz ring, really, really wanting that back. Well, during quarantine, I just started hunting and I got one. And then I got another one. And now I've got like five of them. And they were all so cheap, I could not believe it. Because I remember my that was $70. And at the time, it was like a big deal. It's funny how I can remember sometimes the prices of things. Like they just get seared in my mind. But yeah, and I remember it was a big deal asking for something that cost that much money. So I really had fun finding those. But I did get a little obsessed and I bought kind of a lot of them. I don't even know if I can wear them all at the same time because they're probably all like the same size. It, it, I have to be careful with collecting. I get like some kind of energy from it. Like I have to have this and I needed this. And if I don't have this, then I don't have that. And I guess it just starts 
feeding on itself. So when I get obsessed with something, I notice I'm willing to spend a little bit more than I would normally spend, like with the scarab stuff. So I had to set some boundaries down with that with myself this past week or two. Yeah, well, there's that. That's what collecting is like. You can get really obsessed. Online shopping, I'm a little bit more risked. Maybe I'll cross my money boundaries a little bit easier. And I think that might be a bad thing. So it's kind of like gambling online or something. Like it gets a little too easy to keep putting money in the pot. I don't know if you guys have that same experience, especially on an auction site, right? Where I'm like, ah, what's my limit? What's my limit? And then I'll put it in and someone outbids me. But I'm curious about what you guys think about online secondhand goods. Does, is it like thrifting for you? Is it different from thrifting? And how is it different or the same for you? I think for me, it's primarily the biggest difference is I think I'm looser with my money online because I buy smaller items like jewelry and hats and stuff, not clothes as much. And I might get carried away with quantity because I'm, I'm not noticing $5 here, $10 there, $15 here really adds up to you know, kind of a lot. Whereas if I'm thrifting in a store, I'm looking at everything I have in my cart and kind of adding it up rather than this slow accumulation of money. So that's something I guess I'm going to have to be more aware of with my online thrifting. Well, I think that kind of wraps up the business for today. Just the last things, I guess, would be five stars, write a review, join the Patreon, love each other, send happy messages to me if you have the time or energy because I could use some motivation and take care of yourself especially if we're going back into quarantine oh my god I hope everything is going to be okay I'm going to play a word from our sponsors and then I'm going to get right into the interview with Janice and she's going to tell you all the things all right stay tuned stay thrifty hold your horses be right back Hello, Genesee. Welcome to Thrift Therapy. Hi, Livy. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have you. I'm very excited about this season of Thrift Therapy. It's DIY and thrifted decor season. And I understand you're from Utah. Is that correct? Yes, I'm in just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. The reason I reached out to you on Instagram as Miss Vicious Design is because I love your decor style. I think we have a lot in common. So we'll get into that. But first, I want you to tell us, how did you get into thrifting? What's your background? So when I was younger, my mom went to a store and we came out and I saw a display in another store and I was probably like eight, nine years old. And I'm looking in the store. I'm like, wow, what is this magical place? And my mom's like, oh, that's a thrift store. And I was like, well, can we go in? <laughs> so, so we go in and I remember walking around thinking this was the coolest store I had ever been in. And I had found like this wood bead with a wood carved zebra necklace. I don't know why. It just spoke to me. That was my first thrift purchase and I loved it. Do you still have it? 
No, and I'm so sad that I don't. I mean, me too. Because that you remember it so vividly, it's like, oh, that would be awesome if you still had it. <laughs> right. I would totally like hang it on the wall if I did because it started part of this journey. And um, I mean, I didn't go a ton after that because I was a kid and my mom wasn't a thrifter at the time. But when I got older, I started liking fashion and style and I didn't have a lot of money, so I made it work. And I found a friend who was way into like 70s kind of style. So she started dressing me and helping me find these like cool outfits. And I'd always get so excited when somebody would say, where'd you get that outfit? And I'd just say, oh, I thrifted it. It was like $3. <laughs> Oh, that is the pride of a thrifter. You know, we're all about disclosing how cheap something was. <laughs> yes, I'm no so shame. proud every time. Instead of saying I got this fancy thing, I say, oh, I paid a dollar and I'm so proud of it. <laughs> I know. It's like we're saying it's Louis Vuitton and it's it's a dollar. <laughs> it's 25 yes. cents. Yes. <laughs> I love that. It's one of my favorite things about thrifting. We're so proud of our cheap. But that I think that's, yeah. I think it's because it doesn't look cheap, you know? It's like we we feel like it's worth in our experience loads more, you know? It feels so good. Yes. Well, and it's worth a lot to me now. I agree. I agree. I treasure my thrift finds. I have some things I don't think I'll ever get rid of. Do you have things that you feel the same way about? I do. I do. But I've learned that over time, sometimes my styles change anyways. And I'm shocked when I'm willing to let go of something that I thought this is a forever piece. Yeah. Um, Good point. Good point. I think all the thrifters out there can relate. I, do you ever get rid of something that you're like, shit, I wish I had. Oh, the zebra necklace, right? I wish oh, yeah. I had yeah. that still. Ugh, I have this one. Oh, there's so many things. So many. I do. Let's tell so one. So many seller regrets. Let's tell one. Let's do one. I regret getting rid of this organza navy blue blouse with black velvet trim because it was too small. I still wish I had that because I think it would motivate me to be smaller. I miss it. I miss you, blouse. What do you miss? What do you miss? I miss... I got a taxidermy alligator purse what and yes I sold it to a friend who still happily has it and I've told her if she ever decides she doesn't need it in her life anymore I would love to buy it back from her <laughs> oh well you still get to see it oh that's kind of nice I don't know is it yeah I'm still jealous though Oh, you're jealous. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's the thrift feels for sure. Yes. So I know you mostly as Miss Vicious Design. I found you on Instagram because I was looking for thrifted decor. Now, I love your page. And when I was scrolling through your designs, I was like, oh, I have that. Oh, I have that. And I just reached out to you immediately. Upon seeing that we had such similar taste, I was like, okay, I have to have her on the show. 
So why don't you tell us a little bit how about how Miss Vicious Design came about? What inspired your brand or your blog? You know, how did you become Miss Vicious? I when I purchased our last house um, about ten years ago, we were really. <laughs> hard up, didn't have a ton of money. Um, we got this crap house that had cockroaches, mice. It was bad. It was so bad. So we got in there. Yes, it was it's like the, starter the ultimate <laughs> starter home. And luckily, like my dad's been a contractor and he does um, woodworking. So we had a lot of help from people that know what they're doing. Um, so we took a risk. We got this house. We gutted it, and then I had to design the house. I'd never done that before. Um, I had never designed a kitchen, and we actually weren't planning originally to do the kitchen, and then it came up that we had to. So it was kind of a throw you right into the fire, let's let's figure this out. Um, and we did this all in a month. Oh, my gosh, the pressure. Oh, it was so much pressure. And it just was, <laughs> it was overwhelming. I don't know that I ever want to do that again. Um, but I definitely learned so much from that experience. And, I mean, we got the house. We redo it. Well, then you need to fill it with things. Yes. And when you're poor, you get really creative. True. And so I started going to estate sales. Ooh. And I mean, the cool things at sales. Oh, my gosh. And it's kind of interesting to walk around someone's house, don't you think? Like, that's kind of Oh, fun. it's so crazy and exciting, too. So what is your, I don't know, coup de grace that you got at a, an estate sale for your home? I think my ultimate find, well, finds, are my set of blue mid-century velvet couches. Ooh, yes, I saw those. They are matching. They're magical. I love them. (laughs) They're a beautiful color of blue. It's kind of like a royal blue. What what would you call the color? Yeah, royal or cobalt. A very deep kind of bright blue. It seems like they kind of inspire. Okay, I'm going to take a guess here. It seems like they kind of inspired your color palette in your house, maybe. So a rug I got inspired the palette. And I got the the couches. Like, I had been looking for about a year, hoping to find a jewel tone. Okay. And I knew that was very um, rare. I knew it was is hard to come by. So I, I see them in this picture at a sale, but the pictures were really crappy and you couldn't tell the color totally. Yay. <laughs> and yeah, right, right. So I, I spy them and I start heading to this sale. And then I find out I'm getting to the sale an hour after it started. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. They're not going to be there. So I get there and somehow they're there. Thrift gods. It it blew my mind. And they were $50 each. Oh my God. Thrift gods. Yes. I love it. Yes. Okay. But let let me tell you how dumb I am. No, no. What happened? (laughs) So I buy one. Ah! 
one. For right. $50. You have to get both. I know. I know. <laughs> I thought my husband was going to kill me because I had been buying a lot of couches lately, which is not like me. Okay. And what do you do with a lot of couches? <laughs> right. I was like buying them for this living room to try to find one that would work. Okay. And since I'd been looking for a year for a jewel tone couch and hadn't found one and wasn't willing to splurge the, you know, 1700 on a new one or so, Mm-mm. um, I found another couch and I was going to try to diet. Okay. Done that. I've done that. Okay. And I, I've heard people do it. And I just didn't know how lucky I would be to get it dark enough. Yep, that's the hard part. Exactly. So I kept finding couches. I was like on this hunt and I was, it was like, I felt like Goldilocks of the three bears. <laughs> like I buy one <laughs> and then it kind of worked and then it didn't work. And then I buy another one. So I buy, I buy the one couch. And I call my husband on my way home and I say, I buy this couch. I'm, I got to come back tomorrow and pick it up. And it had a matching couch. And he said, well, why didn't you buy both of them? Oh, and then you just loved him even more. Yes. I was like, you know my vision. You understand <laughs> me. You get me. <laughs> awesome. So by the time we figure it out, the sales closed. Oh. So I have to sweat it out, yep. hoping the other one is still there for a whole night. We've all been there. I get up early in the morning and I get there to be the first person at the sale. The other couch is still there and it's half off. Oh my God. It's that. What? I can't. I can't breathe. I know. It's too much. <laughs> I know. So I got the pair for $75. Uh, it's like you're glad you didn't get it the day before, but then you're also like, I I don't know. I wish I would have gotten it, but I'm happy I didn't. <laughs> right, right. I would have slept better, but I saved money. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I got even a better deal, but I would have happily paid $100 over now. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the best story. Ugh. Well, I think estate sales are marvelous and the big problem for me is that getting up early thing so i don't i've only done a few of them in the past couple years but i love them it's just too hard for me to get up early on the weekend i can't do it but i want you to know listeners that even if you go late you will find something cool usually and like she's saying the later it is in the estate sale, the cheaper the price. So it's worth going even if you go at two in the afternoon. Exactly. And people are willing to wheel and deal the later it gets. So true. They want their vodka. Yeah. They're like, just give us a dollar. We just need to go have a drink at the bar. I exactly. love it. Just get it it's, out of my face. Just get it out of here. Exactly. Well, that's a great story. What do you think about the percentage of thrifted versus new stuff you have in your house? What would you say your proportion is? I would say um, thrifted or secondhand things, um, probably 95 to 98%. Nice. 
Yeah, I don't buy new things. <laughs> Occasional, like a throw or throw pillow here and there. Okay. Are those um, like um, something you've been searching for or it's just sort of an impulse grab? Like, oh, this is the perfect pillow. Like, how do those end up in your clutches? Sometimes I go when I'm looking to finish or complete a room and I just haven't quite found one that works for what I'm hoping to find. And so I, I'd have to buy new if I want to complete it. Most of my rooms, I let them complete themselves organically. I don't force it. Uh, it's when I find something thrifted and I get inspired by it, I make it work. But occasionally, when you're looking for, like, specific colors, you don't really find it thrifted, like okay. a blush throw pillow or something like that. Yeah, and, you know, blankets, it's interesting that you mentioned that. I, I'm thinking about my blankets right now. I, I would say the majority of them are new because I'm thinking about bed coverings as well. But I do have a few yeah. throw blankets. Like I have an afghan that I just got this year that I'm absolutely in love with. I take naps with it because it's like an open weave and it's this really soft and it's the perfect colors. And I throw it over myself like a mosquito net and I take the best naps with it. That was $5. I, I love those kinds of blankets. Ugh, it's the best. But... You're right. For, for bed coverings, it's really hard to find that perfect bed covering for your room because that really makes a big difference in your room. And I'd be curious to know how many of the listeners have amazing thrifted bed quilts or bedspreads or comforters because I'd love to see pictures of those. Maybe they could tag us in them so we could see. But yeah, I agree with you. I get... I hadn't really thought about it before, but I would say that on all three of the beds in my house, there are new items mixed with vintage items like pillows and blankets or secondhand, but the bedding is new. So that might be something I need to add to my list of things that I buy new. I have said historically, I'll buy anything used, but I tend to buy new towels because I don't like old towels feel crunchy and there's not usually a matched set so yeah. I'll mix them some but I don't like to mix more than three different kinds of towels usually so yeah what what are other things that you won't thrift did you have any no ways I I would like to say yeah but I I feel like I have thrifted just about everything actually last year I even well I got it in a state sale um I thrifted a lingerie set. Oh, nice. It was really cool. I, I do it. And it was, it's a vintage piece. And I mean, nothing washing can't do. A hundred percent. So, I mean, that might sound gross to some people, but <laughs> I don't gr get grossed out very easily. Me neither. I mean, I've been to the bins. That that's the that's a stretch for me. That and and the only thing that grosses me out there is how much dust is there. Like, I oh lord, I just the dust just gets me. But other than it's that, it's hard to breathe. Yes, that's it. It really does take a lot to gross me out in terms of secondhand goods. So I buy all my 
slips, all my tap pants, all my bras, secondhand. Occasionally, I need to buy some new bras um, to supplement with because, you know, you just need a few staples in terms of bras. And then the I prefer sports bras, uh, to be honest, with most of my clothing because they're smooth. They don't leave a lot of lines. And you can get those at the thrift store really cheap. Yeah. I, I mainly use sports bras as well. Um, I find them occasionally secondhand, but I do tend to buy my bras and underwear, especially underwear, <laughs> new. Um, but I have thrifted bras for sure. If I were you, I'd be super proud of my proportion. I love it. I think it's great. It's aspirational. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> what would you call your decor style? Uh, I think the best way to describe my style is eclectic vintage because I don't really stick to one era or one specific style. I mix them together. Um, I'm very drawn to more like European kind of vibes too. Yes, I. that's a really good description. I like it, eclectic vintage with a European twist. Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I like all the their different styles and their um, like, you know, anywhere from the mid-century Swedish sleek lines to the gaudy gold frames of portraits on a wall. Oh, yes. I'm very fond of English, you know, and French style. I just love. Yes, me too. Your couches, I think, sort of capture that whole vibe. So if you guys... If you guys want to know, like to get a visual of that style, head over to MissViciousDesign.com. You'll see the representation of that style. Yeah. What do you think your DIY thrifting decor specialties are? What have you gotten really good at? I I tend to find things for really cheap. (laughs) So I'm really good at getting deals. Um, but also I'm kind of known for going bold in my designs and in my decor. Like I just don't shy away from color or mixing styles or, or putting things together that you wouldn't have thought to put together. Um, I, I, I try to bring in everything I love in one room and make it work. Oh, yes. So you're good at getting deals and you're really good at like style clashing. Yeah. I just made that up. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. I don't know how else to word it besides um, just mixing styles. I just did the one room challenge. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tell us about that. So the one room challenge is a design challenge that's six weeks. So you pick a room. And you transform it in that time. And you can go as big or as small as you want. Like you don't have to go all crazy. um, Or you can, like I did. And um, you blog each week about your progress and where you're at and how it's come along. And um, I did my son's room. He's four. So pretty much I did it because I got to do my style (laughs) and what I wanted. He didn't really have as much of a say, but I did it, you know, ask his opinion on some stuff. He just doesn't seem to care, except he told me he wanted red. And I'm 
in design, red is like not my color. Same. I think I have like four red things. So I had to stretch there. (laughs) So I did a Victorian meets modern bedroom. It's beautiful. Oh, good. I'm glad because that is like, oh, it's like my dream room. I love it so much. I'll be putting pictures of it up on thrifttherapypod.com and a link to your website so people can see the room. It's beautiful. I love that wallpaper. Tell me about that wallpaper. So the wallpaper is from Divine Savages. They're an English company and they do really bold designs and colors. So it's just really fun to get that English uh, inspiration from that wallpaper and go with it because that really is what drove the design of the room. I found the wallpaper. My son loved it. He said it's red (laughs) and he was on board. I love that. And it's very bold and it's bright. You know, it's got like this like popping pattern on it. So I could see a kid loving it because it's not just a boring wall. You know, it's definitely got pizzazz. Yes, he loves the cheetahs and jaguars. They're so cute. So they were a big inspiration for some of like the other pieces in the room that I've got to add to it. And this summer, I found an antique bed frame at an estate sale for $50. You are good. I bought it and I knew, okay, I'm doing the one room challenge. We're making this happen. I need to use this bed and I might as well just go all out. It's really pretty. I, I think you did a fantastic job. That It looks to me like you lacquered the um, trim around the closet. Is that a photography trick or what, what sort of paints did you use on the blue doors? So I just painted the doors and the trim and baseboards in a semi-gloss paint. So we did, um, I, can, I don't ever know how to say this, Hagu blue. It's kind of like a, a, a darker robin's egg blue just to give, you know, people a kind of uh, visual, you know, it, but it's it looks kind of shiny in the pictures. And I just love that the shine of it and it really makes that color even more beautiful. That is one of my favorite colors, by the way. I'm very drawn to that color. So am I. And you can see that with (laughs) the rest of my house, too. But uh, that color, I knew I wanted it somewhere and as soon as possible. So when I got the opportunity to add it to this room, I knew I had to do it. But I did the walls are a lighter blue and I did a like a flat sheen. So it makes the semi gloss paint really pop. That's a good trick. That's a good trick. I'm going to try to remember that. I have some um, flat paint in my bedroom in this dark, like, foresty green. And I think that's a fantastic tip. I'll see if I can fit that in somewhere to put a, like, a maybe I'll use a high gloss even so that it pops. That's a really cool idea. Okay. I like that. Any other good DIY tip? that you want to share with the listeners? Um, my tips are mainly find the things you love and you can make it work. 
if you love it, use it. Mm. Don't feel like you need to do what's in the magazines or what is all over the internet and the trendy style. You got to be true to yourself because your surroundings directly affect you and how you feel about your life. That's a very emotion-focused way to think about design. And as a therapist who does have a lot of emotion-focused work, I love that tip so much because we don't pay quite enough attention to our emotional experiences until they are overwhelming. And they, they usually end up being processed from a more difficult set of feelings rather than our pleasurable feelings. And so if you're going, well, I don't really know what I love, that's an important thing to notice that you don't yeah. know what you love. I bet you know what you don't love. And there's something to me a little bit sad or, or problematic about that. Like, how come I know what I don't like, but I don't know what I like? Yeah, it's because we tend to spend about four times the amount of cognitive energy parsing what we don't like than we do what we like. And it's really time, in my opinion, for us to evolve and change that so that we can better process all of our emotions. What a fantastic tip. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I think it's really important because your home and your surroundings affect your daily life. They do. You need a place to come home to and recharge. Absolutely. And that's called contextual self-care. And it's where we manipulate the environments around us to affect our energy levels. And it's super important. A couple other things. I have a strong believer in collections. So when you can group things in collections, they always look better. I love collecting too. What are you currently collecting? I like brass candlesticks. Oh, yes, 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 yes. One or two looks good, but a collection of eight to ten Looks amazing. It gives a way bigger bang. Well, you're a maximalist, just like me. So, of course, we say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can always justify the collecting. <laughs> Let me tell you what I've just started collecting, like, this past two months. Fans. And I have just put up a cluster of five gold fans that I've collected from thrift stores in my room. Ooh. And they are so beautiful. Oh, I would love that. Everything gold. I love gold. So if it's gold, I bet it's stunning. It's gaudy. It's, you know, and it's a touch of the 80s. And it's taking me back to my childhood for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think the 80s and 90s are coming back with a bang. Oh, for sure. Even though a lot of people try to tell me I'm crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. They're totally back because just think about the teal and the burgundies. Yeah. And all the floral wallpaper. That was totally 80s. Yeah. You can walk in a house in the 80s and, and not see florals everywhere. Like they were everywhere. Yes, I agree. And that pastel or light pink. Oh, yes. Is, uh, I mean, pastels are in again. Yep. I like to mix them with, you know, a bolder color as well. 
But I get excited when I find things from my childhood. Yeah, like decor-related memories and like toy-related memories and just pop culture stuff. Okay, that was a really fun conversation. (laughs) Okay, I want to do the thrift-level questions with you. Are you ready? I'm ready. How often? I am shopping every Friday and Saturday, but I'm online Um, Looking at Facebook Marketplace, uh, classifieds, those kinds of things every day. So every day. Yes. You know, that's funny because very few people reference their online shopping, just a few of the people that I've talked with. But if I ask myself that question and I include online thrifting, it's like 12 hours a day. Oh, yeah. It's constant. It's all that time. I am always shopping. (laughs) So when you are doing DIYs, do you do one project at a time or do you have many going all the time? I kind of always have a little bit here and a little bit there. And uh, I wish I could just finish projects sometimes. (laughs) But um, that's why I did the ORC. Oh, right. Was because it was one project start to finish. Yep. And I looked at every single detail. And since doing that, I found that that was like the key. Okay. I like it. I mean, I try to do one project at a time, but it's really more like two or three at a time. But I have a limit. I won't let myself do more than three. I have to finish before I can start something new. Yeah. What about thrift gods? I mean, the couches, right? I swear, I swear, you put it out there, it will find you. There are some kind of magical thrift beings. I don't know where they are, what they look like. I feel like they talk to me. Do they talk to you? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you need to stop. Turn the car around. Go back. Yes. To that thrift store. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That one right there. And then sometimes I'm in the thrift store and it's like, nope, this is the wrong rack. You got to go over there. Well, with with the couches. So I had a rug that inspired me, but it wasn't big enough for the room. A month after I got the couches, one month, I found the most magical rug, the orange uh, vintage, like nine by 13 rug for $50. Ah, gorgeous. I mean, that's your magic number. $50. 50 bucks is my number. I don't know why. <laughs> There's thrift numerology, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's your magic number. Anyway, when you go to estate sales and such and thrifting, do you go alone or do you go with others? So I tend to mainly go alone, but there's so many resellers in my area. We have this great community here in Utah and pretty much everyone is supportive of each other. And it's great because we look out for each other and it's like I go to an estate sale and these are my coworkers. Oh, right. And they're like, hey, girl, you need to get over to blah, blah, because there's an orange lamp that I think you're going to like. Yes. Oh, I lo- that's the dream. I love that. It, it's amazing. And a few of us sell at the same shops. So we each have booths in the same location and we'll help each other out and say, oh, hey, here's some pictures of your booth. So, you know, it's looking a little empty. Or, hey, we just finished at the cell. There's another one down the street. I'll send you the address. So where can people find your pop-ups? Like, how do they get stuff from you? So I have booths in three shops right now. 
Uh, one is called Hate Ashbury Home. Oh, cool. And that's in Salt Lake City, Utah. And that's a more home, home decor, furniture, vintage, and some new stuff. And then my other shop, there's two locations just for December, but one will be closing in January. It's called Salt and Honey Market. And that is all local small businesses and creatives. Okay, so one of them is more constant, and then the other one might be different event-based venues that you're going to attend? Well, the other one, it used to be just an event, and now it is a permanent location. Oh, okay. And it's also in Salt Lake City, but they have a lot of local makers. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And some vintage. Oh, yeah, like artisan stuff? Yes, I love that. That's great. But anyway, back to the questions. Yes. Now, you told us a very good thrift story with the couches. Do you have a worst thrift story that you need to tell us? I've been racking my brain for that, and I I can't think of, like, a really bad one. <laughs> like, I know there are, um, but I can tell you another good one. Okay, I'll take it. So, I, I mean, all these amazing finds just happened – a little bit after we moved to this house because when you go to a new home your furniture does not fit the same in the next house oh I know and sometimes it's magical and sometimes it's heartbreaking yes this one I had two living rooms I didn't have two living rooms before <laughs> so I had to fill this house yep and they were you know this house is a 1970s split level home and the rooms are more of an open floor plan. And there's long walls that are big and open. So I needed bigger pieces. Yep. Now, a very large mid-century sideboard for your TV is kind of rare to come by unless there are thousands. And pricey. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So pricey. So I was on the hunt. I found, <laughs> I found in a picture... This like, oh, it was like a trunk and I, no, a cedar chest. I thought it was going to be big and I got to the sale and it was a regular cedar chest size. <laughs> so yeah, I, so I buy it and I like put it in this house and it just looks so dinky and stupid. And I was like, <laughs> oh. oh, I was mortified by it. And I was like, okay, hey, I got to find another. And then this auction comes up. And it is full of mid-century furniture. And I'm freaking out. Yeah. And the sideboard in the pictures looks almost oaky. And I was looking more of the teak kind of rosewood um, coloring medium tone. So I go to the auction and it actually is teak. The pictures just sucked. So I get there and, and beforehand, especially with an auction, you kind of have to like know what your limit is because when you're in the midst of it, it's hard not to get carried away. You get crazy and competitive. So sometimes I pay more than I intend. <laughs> so I had talked to my husband ahead of time and he knew he really wanted this piece too. And he says, you know, what do you think your limit is? And I say, I don't know. I feel like I need a limit, but I will never find this again. I was like already anxious before I even went. Oh, you put the pressure on, girl. <laughs> yeah. So I I said 500, which for me, I don't spend 500 on anything. That's not a thing in my world. 
That's a lot. Yeah. That's a whole zero more than your number. That's a whole zero more than my number. (laughs) So I get there. And some of these pieces, I mean, they are just so cool. And they're designer. And they all came out of the same home. I mean, can you imagine? I It blew my mind. Mm. And um, the other pieces, like some of them, I wanted them. And if they were cheap, okay. I would get them. Okay. So, so there was a couch that came up and my limit was 200. Yeah, nope, that's beyond your limit. Um, but since the, the sideboard's hadn't come up yet I stopped at 190 and the next person got it because I didn't want to spend 500 and 200 that was like way above anything I wanted to spend good boundaries so I held my boundaries and this sideboard comes up and I'm seriously shaking at this point like no joke I feel like I'm there I it's just oh I'm nervous you're feeling this palpable like (laughs) anticipation so it comes up the auction starts I start going and I'm going against an online bidder so I'm going back and forth back and forth back and forth and I get to 70 the the auctioneer is like going once Oh, my God. Going twice. And he holds. And I'm like about to throw up at this point. <laughs> and he says, sold. Oh, and my then God. right after, he's like, oh, sorry. I already hit the gavel. It's done. <laughs> Too late, sucker. <laughs> so the the online bidder must have just like had a glitch in their system. Yay. Thrift gods. And I got it for $70. I'm dead. And on top of that, I brought my sister-in-law for the first time. And I got $10 off if I brought someone. No, I can't. Now you're only $10 over your number. I know. How crazy, right? I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. It's the best. It's the best. I still can't believe it. And it's in my home. It's an eight-foot-long 1960s teak sideboard and it's it's in my living room I'm staring at it now and I've told my husband if the house is on fire that's what we have to save (laughs) kids and pets fuck it get the sideboard (laughs) 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 oh that's the best I love thrift stories so much they're so good they're they're my favorite I get so excited when I hear of like people's super cool scores Exactly. Well, this has been super fun. Thank you so much. I am so glad that we got to chat today. Well, thank you, Livy, for having me on here. This has been so fun to talk and uh, have to think about really what my design kind of is and my reasons for thrifting. Where can people find you, Genesee? The best place to find me is on my Instagram, Miss Vicious Design. It's spelled M-S. V-I-C-I-O-U-S design. And I started my blog for the One Room Challenge. So that's up at MissViciousDesign.com. And then the local shops that I shared already. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And I will see you online. Stay thrifty. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Thrift Therapy. I will see you here again in two weeks. And we will talk more thrifting. In the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, tell a friend, and as always, stay thrifty.